We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in this Wednesday edition of Oxford Exxon Podcast. Forgot the day of the week a little bit right there. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio. We'll talk some basketball. We'll talk some NFL I don't know, just some uh, assorted topics here for you on this Wednesday. It was a rainy overnight here in the Oxford area, but it's cleared out a little bit. It's kind of gloomy, kind of kind of still dark, but I think we're good from the rain standpoint. I think, uh, Neil, you'll be in Clinton tonight. I think the weather's pretty good for you down uh, a couple hours south It's going at to be this point. cold, but I think it's going to be dry. As opposed to last night would not have been dry. Last night was very wet Yeah, uh, leaving leaving the pavilion. Video from uh, my daughter Caroline, who was leaving a basketball game in a blizzard. So, yeah, I saw it was that a was pretty day. rough up there. It was a weather day. Yeah, did they win? Uh, I don't know. Okay, I'll check it in a minute. We'll, I, uh, I think so. They had a big halftime lead, if I remember looking, oh, really? looking at it. Okay, Oxford Exxon, Oxford Exxon podcast, Highway Six West. They're here, obviously in uh, in Oxford lunch specials. They change every single day, so let them take care of you for lunch today. Maybe dinner tonight with some ribs, wet or dry. Wrap them up. Have them ready to go. They're from the Oxford Exxon. Clean convenience store. A lot of options. Plenty of different things there for you, including their uh, their hot case. that has size desserts. Whatever you'd like. Stop on in. Highway 6 West. And again, come to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford. Is uh, Oh, Hernando Beach Center Hill. Good for them. Uh, Clark Ford. 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for, he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get your quote. The rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, but I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest will join uh, later in the week on the uh, MyPerfectFranchise.net hotline. If you're a displaced corporate executive, you're wanting to put your career in your own hands, maybe you're an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify. Andy Ludicky can help. He's a longtime Rivals board member, a diehard college football fan. Franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses. 
uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life, your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. you got nothing to lose. Uh, find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net, Andy at myperfectfranchise.net, or call him on a cell, 404-973-9901. So, uh, let's see. Ole Miss last night losing to Missouri, 89-77 in uh, basketball at the Villian. Coverage at rebelgrove.com for, uh, for that one. I was just telling Neil right before we started the show that I think it was off his question, Kermit talking about how it seems like every time they find a different way to lose. This week, a pretty good microcosm of that is a very low-scoring game against Arkansas. Is it Arkansas? Yeah. Yes. Yes, Arkansas. And uh, they blew they, they lose that one. And then last night, score 77 points without Matthew Morrell, but fall 89-77 as Missouri shoots 55% from the field, 53% from the three-point line. And eighty five percent from the uh, from the stripe. It's pretty hard to win basketball games. Your opponent hits those kind of numbers against you. Obviously, Missouri's a pretty good offensive club. They uh, they did they did get some minutes out of Kobe Brown last night. He got eighteen points in thirty four minutes. But uh, another loss. Ole Miss now one and seven in the SEC. Um, two games under five hundred overall on the uh, on the season at this point. So um, it's kind of where it stands. I mean, again, we're not going to spend a ton of time on the no. minutia of the game. Uh, here's, here's the, here's the thing. Yeah, sure. Here's the thing. All right. This is the, the reason I asked the question. The question was usually when a team struggles the way that Ole Miss is struggling in the win loss record, they're, they're one in seven. The one team they beat is just abysmally bad. bad. Usually you can point at sort of one thing and go, that just keeps killing them. Sure. They can't score or they can't defend or they're too small or they get beat on the glass consistently, whatever, whatever, whatever. Not this team. Like last night, uh, even in, even on uh, rebounds, I think. Let's see, rebounds. Ole Miss actually out rebounded them by nine, thirty six to twenty seven. Points in the paint, which has been a problem for Ole Miss a lot, twenty eight to twenty eight. So didn't lose there. Uh, bench points, which has been a problem for Ole Miss at times, twenty four to twenty two in favor of Missouri. That's fine. No, no big deal there. Um, Second chance points, which which hurt them against Arkansas. Ole Miss wins it by 10, 18 to 8. Wow, that's a good number. Uh, fast breaks. Missouri had 11. Ole Miss had 5. That's a number to look at, but it's not huge. Then you get turnovers. Points from turnovers. Missouri had 20. Ole Miss had 7. Ole Miss can't get up and down. But, yeah, I mean, you look at free throws. Uh, Ole Miss took 18 free throws. Missouri only took 13. Um, fouls. Uh, it was nothing of any consequence. It's basically the same. Game was officiated fairly well. It was fine. But they made 16 of 33s. And Ole Miss made 10 of 28. Look, Ole Miss shot the ball better from three than they normally do. They just can't win. They find different ways to lose all the time. That was, And that's kind of what I was getting at was, you know, you guys kind of ride the roller coaster. And at first, Kermit pushed back a little with no, we've been a pretty good defensive team. Except there have been games where they haven't been a very good defensive team. Right. And that's cost them. And they're 9 and 11 and they're 1 and 7 in the league. And I'm anticipating getting some pushback for what I wrote last night. But it needed to be written. Do you? Not a little bit. I mean... 
as you said, sometimes you write for yourself a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. you find something that entertains yourself a little. And um, But look, with eight minutes left, here's, here's the deal, Chase. With eight minutes left, Ole Miss was down, I think they'd fallen down 18 points. It was 7.35 at night. Nothing against Oxford. It's a fun place to live, but I'm going to guess that it wasn't just hopping on the square at 7.35 on a rainy Tuesday night. Everyone wasn't trying to get to a party. They were just getting out of there, giving up. It was submission. They're almost halfway through the conference season. The Kentucky game next Tuesday night will mark the halfway point. We went into the season talking about how you know, they had to be in the NCAA tournament conversation. Well, they're not. Unless you believe they're going to win out in league play, they're not. If you believe that, really, seriously, I'd like to sit down with you and, and find out how you have such an optimistic viewpoint on life. Because you I might learn something. I might. Maybe I'll get something from it. I'll probably walk away going, that dude is crazy. But I'm, I'd listen. Sure. But if that's the case, here we are. It's January the 25th. And the season's meaningless. And that can't happen. For all the people that are like, just get me to baseball. Well, baseball doesn't start for another three weeks. And it doesn't really start for another month and a half. <clears throat> and the loudest that place got yesterday was when the baseball team got introduced and they threw T-shirts because I think the baseball team was signing autographs they or did, something. They did a meet the Rebels kind of thing yeah. before the game. And so – they went down on the field in their white jerseys and, and they threw t-shirts into the Pinstripes. crowd. Pinstripes, they did. They they threw white, they threw what appeared to be t-shirts. red t-shirts into the crowd. That was as loud as it got. And nothing against the baseball team. They're the defending national champs. Good, good on you. I mean, this is not. No, it's not a criticism, but that that can't be. Yeah. That, that can't be. They should have been a supplement yeah in to addition game. to an already nice environment nice not, night not the highlight well i mean look i mean it, it, again we're beating a dead horse um it it, it it is what it is it's but i mean i talked to a couple of different people last night and i was, I was telling Neil this i know some people that go every game pretty much religiously and last night the rain or whatever they went eh, i'm good not going because I, yeah. I even text i said hey i was talking to neil crowd's pretty light where are you sitting well what's, what's it like around you and like yeah like i got gifs of like mm, Mm-mm, not doing it and then talked to a couple people and was like hey are you there and i said yeah just they're either like in club areas or something they went well we get food so i'm feeding the kids like just kind of made it into it and they were gonna leave at halftime it was like hey we'll come in we'll feed the kids see a little basketball go yeah. home like it's the actual basketball is so far down the list of what people are doing right now at the yeah. games that's uh that's a lot of it um, and that's that's my point it's not about it's it's not about baseball baseball at at, at ole miss is huge but if we're being honest, if we can just be honest for just 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 a minute, it doesn't the like a fan one to ten, right? The ten is the guy that or the girl that goes to everything, no matter what. Tuesday night, ULM, it's thirty eight degrees yeah. and it's sleeting. I'm there. Okay, that that's not who we're talking about. Yeah, but the six, the seven, like it. They like it. But then they're yeah. going yeah. when the conference play rolls around. LSU's in town. There. Yeah. South Alabama on a Tuesday night, eh, maybe not. Weather may be pretty good. Not much going on. Right. No. You, that part of the season doesn't start until about the middle of March. 
Isn't that usually the first weekend of SEC play? Somewhere around March it 10th is the, Yeah, it's the end of spring break always. So, yeah, March 15th, 17th, somewhere something there. like that. So you got a bridge from the Egg Bowl. This year it's March 16th. You got a bridge from the Egg Bowl to March the 16th. You have to have something bridge you athletically. You need that to happen, and this is just not. And so here we are. And, and It's what th- I said yesterday. The goal is, if you're an athletic department, to keep people – engaged in your athletic department 365 days a year. Doesn't have to be a 10 every day, but just, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm interested. Whether it's, hey, what's going on with Spencer Sanders or basketball or baseball or right. football or whatever, or, hey, uh, women's golf's pretty good. We'll f- right. Get a day. Get a day there. Like, and it's, you know, it's close it's to impossible to do that. Yeah, sure, but you want to get as many days as you can get. But if you're going to do that. You can't like, give away 180 days. Like if you look at the big plate, the football's the big stake, right? Yeah, sure. Basketball has to be one of the two main sides. The starch. It's got to be yeah, one of those. And without that, you look at the plate, and you're like, eh, the plate's kind of incomplete. Yeah. That's just the reality. And a year ago, they won four out of 19 SEC games, and now they're one in seven. And, I mean, I, I went through the schedule last night, and three and 15's on the table. If you made me bet a number today, I'd go, ah, they're probably four and 14. And and so that's the same. It, it's the you're playing on Wednesday night in Nashville, really on the night before the tournament really starts. You're out of the tournament, and decent chance that you're out of the tournament on Thursday when the tournament starts. And the truth is, the healthy programs they're playing on Friday in Nashville. Mm-hmm. That's where you want to be. You want to be playing on Friday in Nashville. Yeah. It means you're in the top eight. You're in the quarters. It's a fun environment. If you've never been to the SEC and tournament, you're playing for something. If you've never been to the SEC tournament and you get a chance to go to quarterfinal Friday, you should go. It's a lot of fun. The teams are playing hard. Most of them are going to the tournament. Um, And the ones that aren't know, hey, I got a path here. Just got to win one, two. Got a a shot. It's usually pretty fun. And if you're not in that, with some degree of consistency, your program is not healthy. And it's just that simple. You know, and this isn't the... This isn't the conversation for today, but I do wonder a little bit, you know, somebody just says need the Rob, Rob Evans, Rod Barnes days back. And I, I do wonder, I'm not saying that's the ceiling because frankly, the job is so different two decades later. It's not even really in comparison in a number of ways. And I've talked to Keith about that, that, you know, I mean, he, he, he played in the heyday, heyday and the three straight tournaments and all that stuff. But when I go back and look at it, his senior year, they went 20 and 13, eight and eight. That doesn't get in today. No. That, that's not enough. No, the um, metric has changed. Rod Barnes' conference records, 8-8, eight and 5-11, eight, and 11-5, 11 11 and five, the Sweet 16 season, 9-7, and 4-12, 5-11, 4-12, Right. Not much there. Nope. Um, now, Rob Evans, people believe, had it rolling had he stayed. He had two really good years his last two years. He did. But I, I do think we, we over-exaggerate the Rod Barnes era. Yes. Overall, because they had the best team statistically of all time with the Sweet 16 team. And they had made the tournament twice. You know, there's just stuff there. Made the tournament three times. I mean, he did. He gets three, three NCAA tournaments. But two of those doesn't get in, and I'm not sure the other one does. Um, or one of those doesn't get in, and I'm not sure if one of the other one does. So I don't know. It just, I don't know how to use that data point moving forward, I guess is my, uh, my point there. But where people are right is people were completely engaged in basketball. Tad Smith was a very difficult place to play in. The environments were great, and people were in tune the entire basketball season. Even in the losing years or whether the NIT years, 
they were very, very competitive and very good, and that's what you are chasing at this point. So even for even beyond the wins and losses on the court or what to do with that, I do understand what people are saying is the environment and the passion and the intensity yes. were there, which is what you are. Sure, that's what, what you that's what for. you have to have. Yeah. So and you know, Ole Miss had it in Kermit's first year. Yeah. Um, and and it was, it, I mean, it was fun. I mean, I remember that Tennessee game, that Kentucky game. I, mean, I cover a lot of games in my life, and I remember those games. That environment was, it was, it was rowdy. Terrence Davis dunked over the kid for Tennessee, and I mean, that place went, was electric. And you got to have that. And you look around again. It'd be one thing, Chase, if you went, well, it's the SEC, and, and nobody's into it. That's just not the case. No, no, a lot of people. And so you, you, again, not that anybody wants to. I mean, I was watching Keith Carter. He was sitting there with Alan Green, pretty much the whole night. It's like you know, penny for your thoughts. Although, I probably could save the penny. I think I know the thoughts. No way, Keith, a guy who played basketball here. Went to the tournament, what, three times? Yeah, he did. That's correct. No way no way he watches that product and goes, oh, yeah, it's cool. It's good. And, again, this isn't criticizing anyone personally. Sometimes things just don't work. And you get to a place where you're like, this doesn't work. It's the relationship. The girl you dated in college and you just sort of knew at some point, hey, we're probably not meant to be together here. It's not you. It's not me. It's just not working. It's, well, I mean, that's a pretty obvious thing. Yeah, it's, it is what it is. Um. Ole Miss dealing, Ole Miss basketball dealing another situation currently as well. Malik Ewan, the uh, the freshman from uh, Lawrenceville, Georgia, I believe. Um, Ole Miss news yesterday. Um, I guess we'll start here. Um, twenty one hours, twenty one hours ago, it's a Twitter account and um, with Ole Miss, they put out a statement saying, "quote The University of Mississippi Police Department is investigating a one car motor vehicle incident that occurred on January thirteenth, involving a student that resulted in the death of a visitor to campus." The victim sustained severe injuries and was taken by helicopter to a Memphis hospital where he later died from his injuries. Our thoughts and condolences are with the victim's family and loved ones during this difficult time due to the ongoing investigation and protections outlined under FERPA. We are not at liberty to share any more information at the time, including the student's name. Um, sources indicated that the student involved in the incident was Malik Ewan, the freshman basketball player at Ole Miss. He has been listed as out for personal reasons since the Georgia game, um, yeah. I believe is, is correct there, which, which was, was one day after the incident. It's the 14th, right. Correct. Um, sources indicated that Neil confirmed with a family member of the deceased that the victim um, was Brandon Coates, a high school classmate of Malik Ewan um, at Burkemore High School in Georgia. I was subsequently uh, told they were very good friends. Okay. Um. So that's an obvious connection there on that one. He apparently was just in town for the weekend, it appears, um, with, with with you in, on campus uh, yesterday. And I'm trying to find it here. Um, yesterday, I went to the University Police Department and um, pulled 
basically, I went through all the incident reports that happened with UPD because if UPD is investigating, it was hence would be make sense that it was on campus. And there was only one incident report that would fit the criteria. Again, no one has told me this is the case. I mean, to at least give that disclaimer, but I went through every day around there for anything that could be involved in this. And on at 1.15 to 1.24 a.m. on the date that the university says the incident happened. Friday, January 13th. Yeah, Friday, January 13th. The, the summary of it was, quote, from the police report, an individual was thrown or fell from the top of the trunk of a motor vehicle uh, in the Lamar Hall, Hall parking lot. The Lamar Hall is the old law school just off the Grove Loop, um, or I guess on Grove Loop, but just off the Grove in Oxford. So, um, again, it doesn't take a lot of sleuthing to see that that is the likely um, situation that, that 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 was involved in that. So that's that's kind of where we are right now. Um, the again, the university saying that Mississippi Highway Patrol was doing whatever follow-up here. UPD, from their side, is listing the case as closed on the incident report. Um, Which I think means they've they've closed their part of it. They've correct. Ha- they've handed it off to a, another law enforcement agency. Yes. So I that's mean, where I'm at. I don't, you got something. No, I, I, I don't know where it goes from here. I, I don't. Kermit was asked about it last night. Uh, he said he couldn't comment on Malik's personal situation that they loved him or whatever. And I, I don't remember the rest of the answer. It was, he couldn't comment on it. Okay. And that was also the comment you got from coach relative. Correct. Correct. They said that, um, cause I asked what happened obviously. And she said that because it was an ongoing investigation, they couldn't comment. So I think we're, from a basic fact-finding standpoint, I think that's where we are. Is there more there? I don't know. Yeah. Again. I, I don't know. Yeah. As of 8.37 a.m. on Wednesday, January 25th, that is what I'm aware of at this uh, at this point. So, um, I mean, you know, most of us have done stupid things at times in our lives. certain degree of luck factors into what happens sometimes that luck is bad luck yeah yeah i i can't if that situation is as it seems i can't imagine what he's mentally going through at this point um so well from all accounts he's completely devastated yeah as would be yeah yeah so um just a, I mean, it's, I think somebody told you, and somebody subsequently told me, just a just a tragic accident, I believe, was the term or something along those lines yeah. used. Um, so anyway, there's where that. If uh, we find out any more, we will let you know here and on the site at rebelgrove.com. Um, no good segue out, but reminder that um, Morgan Wallen bringing his one night at a time tour to Hemingway Stadium, April 22nd, April 23rd. That's LSU baseball weekend. Tickets for both nights are still available. Start at just $78. So to purchase that, you can visit morganwallen.com. Then also tell you about the um, the Pledge Per Win campaign for baseball. Your national champions are back for another exciting year of Ole Miss baseball. You can show your support for efforts on the field this season by signing up for the Pledge Per Win or Pledge Per Home Run campaigns. Donations are charged every Monday. They're allocated into your blue priority point total, and they're up to 90% tax deductible. So sign up today by visiting givetoathletics.com slash donate. Call the Omens Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. 
Did you know that Dead Soxy makes custom socks for companies and organizations? Dead Soxy custom socks make incredible promotional gifts, giveaways, also uh, great for fundraisers. Custom socks just might be the best promotional product you've never tried. Think about it. Every person you know wears socks every day, wear their favorite pairs a lot. Why not take advantage of this knowledge? Take fundraising or branding to an entirely new level. The minimum order is only 100 pairs of the same style. Lead time six to eight weeks. Right now, every custom order is $100 off. So get your project started now. Go to deadsoxy.com backslash custom. Check out what they can do with custom socks. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering. Made from scratch, Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers, fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Let walk-ons take care of you in Oxford or Ridgeland today. The College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in uh, central Mississippi. We'll have a hand-raised, guys. I think it's going to be pre-recorded tomorrow uh, evening, but it's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662 429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just a dollar. That's right. Every item starts at just one dollar. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. Want it? Bid it? Win it? And don't forget, we're brought to you by Solutions RX. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. I've been using some of their supplements and such over the last few months. I've never felt better. You can do the same thing, too. His Solutions RX is uh, in local independent pharmacies across the continental U.S., including all across Mississippi or on their website, solutionsrx.com. Type in the promo code OEP, OEP at checkout. Get 10% off your first order. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you directly to your door. You throw them in the freezer. And then fewer than 10 minutes from freezer to plate with Prime Shrimp. Let them take care of dinner tonight, including the uh, newest flavor, the the New Orleans Barbecue Shrimp. It's my favorite one. They've also got the signature that goes with everything. They want rice, pasta, veggies. Just eat it by itself. Plenty of different meals in a bag. Options including garlic, herb, butter, and French Quarter Alfredo. And they're two-pound bags of individually frozen shrimp. Well, like what's at the grocery store, except a higher-quality shrimp from Prime Shrimp. So use code MPW for $20 off your first purchase. That's primeshrimp.com. Always kind of like petty a little bit right now, and I'm going to move on to football in a second. But uh, just from a interest level, you always need a little bit of a drama. The PGA Tour, Patrick Reed and Roy, Ma- Roy McIlroy. Have you seen any of this the last few days? I saw a little bit of it this morning. They don't speak. Well... Rory has sort of championed himself the head of the PGA Tour from a communication standpoint. Like he's 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 firmly in legacy mode and his legacy is with the PGA Tour. Okay. So he's going, "Hey, I'm good. This is the way. This is whatever and whatnot." And look, 
people hate Patrick Reed for multitudes of reasons that we've outlined on even on this podcast over the uh, over the days for sure. So a few days ago, they were both playing an event. I don't even know where it was. Maybe it's in like Dubai or something. And Rory was looking down. Patrick walked over to say hello. And Rory never looked up, never shook his hand, nothing, just like kept looking down. And finally, Reed walked off. Well, when he walked off, he was kind of disgusted. So he took a tee and like flicked it at Rory when he walked when he walked off. Oh. Well, Rory says today um, a couple different things. One, he says, is that I didn't see a tee coming my direction at all. But apparently, that's what happened. And if roles were reversed and I'd have thrown that tee at him, I'd be expecting him expecting a lawsuit at this point. Um, so he had that one this morning. He says, he comes out and says he was actually not aware of the, uh, the pleasantry. I think let me find the exact quote here. Cause it's actually pretty funny. Um, he says, here it is. This is from uh, Kyle Porter. I don't know where he got it from, but it doesn't really matter. Rory quote, I was subpoenaed by his lawyer on Christmas Eve, trying to have a nice time with my family. And someone shows up on your doorstep and delivers that you're not going to take it. Well, I'm living in reality. I don't know where Reed is living. If I were in his shoes, I, w- I wouldn't expect a hello or a handshake either. Oh, Reed is in the purpose in the in the in the time period of just suing everyone for everything right now. Um, What's he, he suing McElroy for? I don't know what he's suing him for. You know, he was suing Brandel Chambly for all sorts of like defamation and all whatever. Well, that okay. got thrown out because he was asking for like eleven billion dollars and had all these reasons that made no sense. And then it's it's become such a sideshow because his it's it's complete knowledge that his wife runs this. Twitter account that is it's just like it's like golf facts or something and she all she does is like rail on anything that's anti Patrick Reed like she doesn't even cover it very well with hitting a bunch of other people and whatever yeah so it's become like this running gag you just like tweet at that and ask the and ask this golf account questions about Patrick Reed because it's clear that his team or his wife is is running said account um it's He's not around much anymore because he's no longer on the PGA Tour, but it's one of the better sideshows in golf to just watch his interactions with with everyone else. Because we are talking about a guy that he's not, even with all the cheating in his past, he's not that far removed from having the nickname Captain America because of what he did in Ryder Cups. Or a Ryder Cup. Okay. And then now he's like, I mean, villain. I mean, he's completely... It's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not spending a lot of time on golf. I mean, it's a lot like basketball. I'm, I'm going to avoid it, but... I, I am very it's interested. Long February. It is. <laughs> I am very interested in the fact that it seems like in I mean, I could ask Brian this. He watches a lot more than I do. The people went to live. It doesn't feel like anybody's paying them any attention anymore. It feels like the normal golf fan has just picked up who's ever actually on the PGA tour and is following them instead. And you're not really even hearing anything about Bryce Bryson DeChambeau or Dustin Johnson or any it's of those kind of so guys. So new and so unestablished that your casual fan just it doesn't register well, i mean they're well like me i'm not going to watch a lot of golf so if you tell me hey what golf are you going to watch all right well i'll watch the masters i'll watch the us open i might watch the pga thing where they're trying to hit the ball onto the island i'm not making fun yeah, i'm just but the i'm players championship but i'm super casual yeah. on golf right I'll watch the British Open or the Open Championship, whatever it is they call it, where it's kind of like sometimes it looks like they're playing in conditions that make them look super mortal. I'll watch that, but am I going to watch the LIV tour? No, because I I don't even know what I'm watching, so why would I watch it? Last year, the LIV was on YouTube, 
Um, this year, they have signed a TV deal with the CW is where their TV is going to be shown. The CW is known as essentially where teen dramas air on weeknights. Oh. That is what most people know it as. A lot of reruns. I mean, The Athletic in their lead said the Live Golf Tour finally has a U.S. television home alongside reboots of Walker, Texas Ranger and the latest edition of World's Funniest Animals. Um, that's pretty much where it is. I also heard from somewhere that their weekend is not metered, so no one will ever know the ratings for it because that's not a channel that has metered oh. TV ratings on the weekends, which is when golf play is played. So well, My guess is their ratings at are, some not point, be very good. It's, look, the Saudis have as much money as they need. At some point, they're going to decide they're out of this game. Yeah. This is not going to be a long-term. And I'll still never blame here. the guys who took the payday. No, it's fine. Now, the problem is you had to be one of those top guys to guarantee those paydays. The other guys got like right. a couple of weeks, and then you're... Yeah. Sorry. Geico on my computer. Sorry. I heard the lizard. You did hear the lizard, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. The gecko. Tells you that it's... That's effective advertising. If you see the lizard, you know who it is. Well, that is a good point. Yeah. I mean, he's works. been around a long time. It works. Do you think like Budweiser could have kept the frogs all those years or something? Like. Probably would have gotten old eventually, but it worked like for a while. Rocks. It worked for a while. They were good. There was a moment where they were they were pretty good. Had some Super Bowl commercials. We're getting close to the Super Bowl commercials. Are you as into the Super Bowl, Super Bowl commercials? No, but I mean, hey, this February might have to change. Okay. Because <laughs> if we can't talk about the NBA and we're not talking about golf. Got to talk about something. God, I mean, today on the big show. I mean, there's only, yeah. so, there's only so many days. Today, can... Joe Healy of D1Baseball.com is going to join us, and we're going to break down the Big Ten. Produce batting order today, one through whatever. Today, we'll preview the offensive line for spring football for the eighth time. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> today, defensive ends. How are you? <sighs> yeah. Um, Scott Rowland. We're going to get to the NFL, but i got a minute. Uh, Scott Rowland into the Baseball Hall of Fame. He is the only um, player getting in by the writers yesterday that was announced. It was actually a pretty good clue. The The Hall of Fame had put out some merchandise stuff even before it was announced, and uh, a Phillies jersey was on the front of the thing. We probably should have given us a, uh, a certain idea and a, a deal of what was coming there from that standpoint. But Roland, the only guy in through this, um, Fred McGriff had already recently gotten in through. I'm forgetting the name of the committee that put him in, but it was not the uh, it was not the writers that did so. It's just blanking out on me right now on uh, on who that was. I was kind of looking for it while I'm talking and I'm having a hard time finding it, so it doesn't really matter. But uh, Roland, he won 2006 World Series with the Cardinals. Was a uh, seven time All Star during his 17 year career. Played for some other teams as well. Eight Gold Gloves. Fourth most for a third baseman. It's not that he's not deserving. Um, I mean, he's a good player for a really, really long time. He gets seventy six point three percent of the votes, so barely over that seventy five percent threshold. Todd Helton seventy two point two percent. Billy Wagner sixty eight point one percent. Andrew Jones fifty eight point one percent. But how a huge jump. It, how from the hell me. is Andrew Jones not in the Hall of Fame? They criticize his longevity at this point. Is He's a Hall of Fame player. You feel pretty good about that? Yeah. He, what, what, when you watched him play, he was a Hall of Fame player. 
Todd Helton was a Hall of Fame player. For Todd long- Helton will get in next year. He just the writers, the stuffy, stuck up human beings that get BBWA by their name and absolutely. I mean, I bet it's in all their email signatures. Mm-hmm. Is they have to make you pay your dues before you get in. It's like it's like how the nobody gets the hundred percent because oh no we. Uh, See, I hate that. It's like the English teacher goes, there is no perfect essay. You can't get an A. Here's my thing. I'm going to sound sappy here. Oh. It's not about Todd Hilton. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You assume when you do this that everybody in Todd Helton's life who this would mean something to, they're all going to make it another year. They're all going to be completely healthy for another year. I don't know anything about Todd Helton's family. Yeah, sure. But I'm going to guess, knowing what I know about life, that when Todd Helton was a little boy, mom, dad, grandfather, somebody took him to all sorts of games, sat through all sorts of games. Where's Todd Helton from? Georgia? I can look it up, but I don't know. Played at Tennessee, but I don't know where he's yeah. from. Think about how many games as a little boy Todd Helton played. He wasn't always a major leaguer. Born in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay. Think about how many just people that were around him. Coaches. Trainers. Parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, what up, brothers, sisters. I don't know anything about his life. I don't know what his marital slash children situation is now. But if he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, put him in the Hall of Fame. 
Let him have that moment. It's it's not about. I've been to the Hall of Fame. It was fine. It was a lot of a lot of baseballs, a lot of jerseys, a lot of plaques. But I can't imagine what it the honor that it is to like for Scott Rowland today. Be a big. I'm gonna guess a big week for the Rowland family this this summer. Why why put it off? That's my thing. It's it's just stuffy. No, I'll vote for you next year. Well, he's not going to do anything. Todd Helton's not going to do anything as a baseball player in the next 12 months. He's finished. But that's what's coming. So his body of work is what it is. So you're going to vote for it next year, but not this year. It's, it's nonsensical. Well, because like Andrew Jones probably gets in. He jumped up from, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but he jumped up from like 38% to 50-something percent this year. Just rising and rising and rising. Well, he had a big year last year. I mean, if you did, you see the stolen base that he had against the White Sox. It was incredible. I mean, it's ridiculous. Look, here's the deal. I don't think it should be a hall of very good. I think you should be able to get over a certain threshold and be elite to get into the Hall of Fame. It should be the Hall of Elite. But baseball has an issue right now on a couple different fronts with it. Is that a? They've only elected two players in the last three years. I mean, they had to use that other committee to even get Fred McGriff in, and he was unanimous through that committee. They went yeah. Come on, put him in the, yeah, the, the Ron Santo thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, Rowan had been on the ballot for six years. It took six years to get him to 75%. You only get 10 over a certain threshold. Um, It's 400 members casting votes every year. And then you got to have the 75% to uh, to get there. And a point that's made here, and it's kind of where you're sappy, I think the athletic pointed this out this morning, is that it also diminishes once these guys get in because memories fade of them. It's mm. been so long that you're no longer going, oh, that's my guy. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it, there's a certain... Well, look, it, I loved Ron Santo. Contemporary era committee. Sorry, that's the okay. word. I loved Ron Santo. Even though I, he was a Cub before I was a Cubs fan. But he was on their broadcast team. And I've told this story before. In 2004... Spring of 2004, yeah. the Mobile paper sent me to Arizona. And I was out there for like eight, nine days. Alabama was in the NCAA tournament. They'd made the Sweet 16, and the Sweet 16 was in Phoenix. They won in the Sweets, lost in the Elite Eight. Okay, And the Mobile Bay Bears were the affiliate of the San Diego Padres. Yep. Jim Hendry, the general manager of the Cubs, played at Spring Hill College in Mobile. The Cubs were the big story that year because they had lost the Bartman year in 2003, and they were they added Greg Maddox to that pitching rotation. They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. They were kind of everybody's baseball darling. Go do a story on Jim Hendry, they said. So I did. I went out to Mesa, and I arranged to talk to Jim Hendry, and he gave me graciously like two hours of his time. And... um. I went into the Cubs clubhouse and I talked to Greg Maddox and I talked to a whole bunch of people. And then the Cubs were taking like BP. They were playing a spring game that afternoon against somebody. The stadium's empty and I see Ron Santo. And I walk over to Ron Santo and I introduce myself and I ask for a quote about Jim Hendry. And he graciously gives me a quote. And then we sit and talk in the stands watching BP for it had to be an hour. He couldn't have been nicer to me. He had no reason to be nice to me. I, I say all that to say this. 
it meant so much to his family that he get into the Hall of Fame. It meant a lot to him to get into the Hall of Fame. We found out later that he played his entire career with pretty rough diabetes. Yeah. They voted him into the Hall of Fame after he died. It's good for his family, but but you took something that would have meant so much to him. Yeah. For what? He was a Hall of Fame player. It, I I don't know why baseball does this. Football doesn't do this. Football lets these guys get into the Hall of Fame when they're still fairly young, when they still have their faculties, when they yeah. still have their families around. It's cool. I mean, I don't understand why baseball does it. No, they do a it. much better job with it. I don't understand why baseball does it. Basketball yeah. does a better job with it. Yeah, they do. I, I, don't, I don't know why baseball can't get out of its own damn way. And you're right. People don't remember Scott Rowland. I mean, I remember Andrew Jones because he was just – Freaking amazing. That's that's how I know he belongs in the Hall of Fame. I still remember Todd Helton because there were times when you can't get him out. Don't pitch to him. Can't get him out. He was Tony Gwynn. People go, well, but he's in Colorado. No, he's not. Come on. Baseball's stuffy. It's got to get past that. It really does. It... The Hall of Fame until I guess all the guys and maybe even after that, but all the guys run out of the steroid era because nobody can agree enough to either let them in or don't let them in. So then you just get this hodgepodge every year to where it's put a fatigue on it where nobody wants to talk about it anymore. It's like, okay, whatever. We've all had right. these conversations. Move on. Let it be what it is. But they're still clouding up the ballot every year with, well, you got you know these 150 guys that go, come on, he's in Hall of Famer. Y'all are being idiots. To, nope, 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 touched it. But this guy did. It's just it, it, it's it so is. exhausting that I'm that, that I'm completely done with at this point. Um, you should watch the video of Roland t- telling his parents yesterday. Those videos are still the best part of all Hall of Fames. Always is them finding out or telling family members at that point. So that is uh, that's pretty cool. Oh, was it cool? Yeah, pretty good stuff. He, and he then, called uh, them or were they there? Yeah, he he he's until yeah he's got yeah. It, it, you should pull that up. It's okay. right here. I'll send you a link. And then um uh. Next year, going on the ballot, Trent Rosecrans, who you're pretty familiar with. Yep. Uh, he and Trent said, voted for 10 people, by the way. He says Adrian Beltre is a guarantee next year. Yeah. Um, and then also joining the ballot next year, Joe Maurer, Chase Utley, and David Wright are going on the ballot next year. Three guys that are just all very good. Todd Helton gets in next year for sure, and Billy Wagner is going to be really close. I is would that ass- what Trent's saying? Yeah, and just judging by the percentage jumps, you can tell that's where this is headed. And then Andrew will be – I think Andrew gets in in two years. It looks like they won't put him in next year, but most people think given the way this works, he will be in in two years. His son was the first pick in last year's draft? Yes, first or second. I don't okay. remember which one. Yes. Drew, right? Yeah. I'd bet on him. Genetics and all that stuff. Yeah, if you're down to two and you go, okay, these guys are exactly the same. I can't really figure it out. It's like – um. No, uh, I'm gonna gonna go with that guy. Yeah, we're, we're we're gonna go there. One question: Is there any chance he's adopted? There's not. <laughs> Him. Yeah, we're gonna assume that works out. Okay. Yeah, that's where we are right now. So Andrew Jones, man, when he first came up, I mean, wow, he was like Griffey. Yeah, he was that kind of good. He fell off so fast. Once he turned 30, it just went poof, poof. But, I mean, he had seven, eight years there that were. Yeah, he had a decade where he was one of the best players yeah. in the game. And the best defender. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Best center fielder. He's in that category. He's the be- I guys. think he's the best defensive center fielder I've ever seen. Yeah. Again, we have not seen Willie Mays, so no. hard to yeah. quantify. I, have, I only get the grainy footage. I have no doubt that Willie Mays was an incredible defensive center fielder. I just didn't see him play. Yeah. I did see Andrew Jones play, and it was always wow. Yeah. Mays is one guy that when you just talk baseball with Donnie, he always goes, no, that, that was a, oh, yeah, sure. a different well, it's, different it's, deal. You and I have talked about this before. Yeah. The whole, well, he couldn't do it in this era. Yeah. Nope. The great players, they yeah. could do it in any era. Yeah. Ted Williams would have hit today. Oh, sure. Babe Ruth would hit today. Yeah. Mike, he would have looked differently. Mike Trout would have looked different, but he would have hit in the 1920s. Yeah. Just would have. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnson Hill Creamery. Their Valentine's Day pre-order still going. If you want some uh, items by the dozen, the cannolis, the macaroons, chocolate-covered strawberries, or the brown butter chocolate chip cookies, the artisanal gift box is available as well with cheeses, cheese knife, some uh, other things as well, including some Merlot jam, and then the dessert box for two. You can get that also. Pickup is Valentine's Day 10 to 5. You can go straight to the uh, shop link on the website at Johnson Hill Creamery to place your order. Again, for Valentine's Day. Also, still king cake season. Again, you can go there and see the video of how they make those things from scratch. Blueberry cheesecake is their new flavors, but all their old flavors available for you as well. The mini or the large sizes. 24 hours notice to get your king cake. That's 662-419-9201 or johnstonhillcreamery.com. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for your next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout, and get 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with ACS, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry, Valentine's Day right around the corner. It's 1128. 6 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, serving the Oxford area for three quarters of a century. If you have jewelry needs, they can take care of you at Lamons. Phenomenal customer service as well. Watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, all of that. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. They've got it at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in Jackson, Mississippi, but they represent clients in more than 20 states. They've got advisors in multiple states. Don't forget to check out the Pinnacle's 401k advisory services team. They'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. It's mypinwealth.com, M Y P I N N wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John if you're thinking about a spring trip thinking about a summer vacation, maybe you're planning something for the holidays already, which would be smart to get ahead. Here's all you have to do. Get in touch with him. Just give him some parameters. Give him a budget and then step back. He'll take care of the rest. He'll create a special trip that uh, makes a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients save $50 off their first booked trip. Just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. 
podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync to fill your prescriptions the same day each month to take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have everything you need when you need it from G&M or Tyson Drugs there in Holly Springs. They can also help you transfer your medications easily. One call, they take care of the rest. Again, 662-236-2222. See, um, give me one quick second trying to do two things. You're all right, recruiting wise, while we're doing this. Got some recruiting news, maybe. Okay, <laughs> so okay, yeah, I'll have this it's getting in the weeds a little bit. I'll have to deal with that afterward. It's all good. All right, uh, recruiting weeds, man, that's exciting. I'm sure people are going, Whoa, 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 whoa what's what? up? What's up? I know something you don't know. No, it's fine. Uh, all right. Football. So I mentioned this yesterday. Some NFL executives with um, some predictions for next season. I thought were uh, were pretty interesting. Yeah, everybody everybody likes predictions. Everybody likes on, predictions on next season when this season's not even over. Yeah, it, it's the better version of top twenty five early polls because those polls even mean nothing when they happen next year. Whereas right. an NFL GM going, "Hey, I really think this is going to happen." I go. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, hey. All ears. I'm in now. Tell me. Let's hear it. Just sit and talk. Tell me what you're thinking. And most of those guys, and ESPN does a good job with this, they sort of take that anonymity and give some real answers. Like, they go, okay. Yeah, you're not going to use my name. Here's what I'm thinking. Oh. I'll give this one to you. If you're talented and you're covering college football and you could cover pro football and go, you don't, go. you've lost your mind. Yeah. So much more access, right? Right now in our field, so much more access covering professional teams. Incredibly more. So they say if he plays, because obviously he could easily retire. Tom Brady on a podcast the other day using some expletives and said if he knew what he was going to do, he'd have already done it. That he did not know yet what he was going to do. And I believe him. Says that if he plays, he's going to sign with the Las Vegas Raiders. That was the rumor in Vegas when we were there. Was it? Mm-hmm. He said a few teams, he, this is the guy talking to GM. He says, a few teams I've spoken to expect Brady to retire, but should he play, the Raiders, they believe they're one of about three teams he would consider. Tampa Bay isn't out of it yet, but that it sounded like goodbyes last week and they believe the Raiders make the most sense. Rob Gronkowski, for what it is worth, said on a podcast that he believed Brady would play next season. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Barring... Uh, I guess him re-signing and changing. They believe Lamar Jackson is going to be an Atlanta Falcon next season. Oh. You saw where he put Washington Commanders thing in his Instagram and then took it down. I did. That's the message to Baltimore that, hey, I'm not screwing around, right? Like, hey, if you're doing this, quit jerking me around. If we're doing this, let's do this. I've talked to a couple of NFL people, not about not to the extent that I want to because I want to do some NFL shows in the spring because I think they're good shows. Nobody believes he'll be back in Baltimore unless the Ravens do the franchise tag thing, at which point they are really rolling the dice. The problem they have is they built that entire offense around him. They did. And if you get out of it at this point, you're you're in rebuilding mode despite your defense being elite. Really, it's, it's, really watching the Chicago Bears here. Really? Really watching the Bears. There's this assumption that the Bears are going to trade that first pick, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not positive. Derek Carr will sign with the Texans? Okay. I mean, the problem for Derek Carr and sign with the Texans, you're going, nope, I, I know I'm not winning. 
I'm it's just, a payday. I, I'm taking. I'm gonna go where my brother was. I'm gonna take a payday. Yeah, it's a payday. I'm gonna just kind of hang out. The Houston and Vegas GMs are pretty tight. They do a lot of trades together, a lot of stuff together. Now, obviously, Houston could take a quarterback with number two. Number two, they have eleven picks in the draft, by the way. Yeah, including two in the top twelve. But if you're Houston, you don't take a quarterback at number two unless you are one million percent convinced he's your guy, he's your franchise. Got to believe it. And because there's some pretty good defensive players in this draft. Andrew, Aaron Rodgers could be a Jet or a Colt. A lot, lot of Jet buzz. A lot of Jet bull, buzz. Mm-hmm. buzz. They think the Packers are ready to get Jordan Love on the, on the, on the field. Well, if you're not going to win, you've got you to get away from that contract. They think if Rodgers stays in Green Bay another season, Love will request a trade and get out. Can't say a blame. They will not wait one more year. He's it's, waited his turn. Yeah, it's, it's now or never. As I alluded to yesterday, they believe the Rams and the Raiders are ready to trade big names, kind of reset. Okay. Said that the um, the Rams probably will not get rid of uh, Cooper Cup or Matthew Stafford simply for money reasons because Cup is an elite wide receiver they're going to keep for a while. But that uh, the other three would be on the block, potentially. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and Leonard Floyd. Oh. Those would be some names. Some guys. You could get a payday on those guys now. You could – I wonder what the price in trade would be for Aaron Donald. I mean, less than it would be five years ago. But sure. Well, I mean, in this piece or on an ESPN thing, Ramsey's only twenty-eight, and he was the NFL's number one corner for two consecutive seasons in their executive polls. It's a hell of a player. So yeah, I mean, there's there's something there. Also, as I mentioned to Gabe yesterday, they said Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow will both make 50-plus million next year. They're eligible for extensions after completing their third regular seasons. They're both under contract through 2023, along with fifth-year options for 2024, which obviously everybody will pick up. The expectation is both players will sign new deals that surpass Rodgers' league-high average of 50.3 per. Well, can you imagine being the Cincinnati front office that lets Joe Burrow walk? Yeah, you have no choice. I mean, <laughs> here's the check. Just fill it up. Letter to fans. Um, we <laughs> no. believe that um, the Good. best path for our organization is to go a different direction than Joe Burrow at this at That's this time. Hand it to media relations. Like, give me twelve hours. Where will you be in twelve hours, Peru? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cliff, you got 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 a spot in Thailand over there? Is yeah. that not far away? Uh, that we, yeah. We, DeAndre Hopkins to the Patriots or the Ravens, depending on what they're doing. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it doesn't. This is hardly a slam dunk, they say, but I thought it was interesting. Andy Reid steps away after a second Super Bowl title. What if he doesn't win the title? I, I don't know. It's worth noting that when people involved in the coaching carousel talk about jobs, they also often ask whether Reid will walk away at some point in the short term. 64 with impressive distinction in the NFL's only head coach with at least 10 playoff wins with multiple teams, Eagles and Chiefs. If Kansas City wins the next two games, re-enters the exclusive club of coaches with multiple Super Bowl rings. I just think at some point he can make the life decision to walk away from the grind, an AFC person said. I could at least see it. So just a flyer out there somewhere. It would make their flight safer for the players, you know, getting their faces drawn on and all. It would, yes. Yeah. 
Lions and Browns both break through and make the playoffs next season? The Lions for sure. You're all in on the Lions next year. Yeah, I'm not all in on You've Deshaun. you got them winning the division. Yeah, you? I'm not all in on Deshaun Watson, though. I mean, he did not play well. Because you don't think Minnesota puts another regular season together like that next year. I mean, they won every close game. And they might do it again, but I'd bet against it. The Bears aren't there, and I think the Packers are going to fall off. But look, everybody got hung up on Deshaun Watson and the off-the-field stuff. He wasn't very good on the field. And it was a lot of rust, but he wasn't very good on the field at the end of the season. And for, for Cleveland to be a playoff team in that division, he's going to have to be really good. And then this is kind of a no-brainer, but just putting everybody in in awareness for next year. Brock Purdy and Trey Lance battle for the QB1 job in San Francisco. Purdy's been efficient as a starter and is due $870,000 in base salary next year, which would allow San Fran to sign more players around him. Lance has just four starts, not enough to gauge a number three overall pick that they traded three first-round picks to acquire. Mm-hmm. If the 49ers want to play Purdy next year, then I could see them trying to get Lance's value up and the competition in camp could bring out the best in him, NFC executive said. Fair enough. But If Brock Purdy wins on Sunday... He has to be your quarterback next year. How season. do you... How do you look anybody what in the... What the hell is Garoppolo going to do? I think he gets traded someplace. Yeah, I do too. He's, he's going to play. He's going to play. I think Jimmy G's a good player. I do too. There are places where Jimmy G can win Super Bowls. Yeah, of course. I don't feel about him like I feel about Kirk Cousins where I go, just not... I mean, they were a drive away from making the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. And they could have won that game. Sure, it could have beaten Cincinnati. Might get their chance this year. Is what Brock Purdy's doing diminish anything Garoppolo has done? Same team. Not really. It enhances Kyle Shanahan as an offensive mind. And as a quarterback whisperer. Yeah, I mean, Brock Purdy has a chance to just close this thing on off and call it a day because what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, but look, that organization is super invested in Trey Lance. So who knows? I always love when people go, this is a big game for so-and-so. Like, yeah, it's the NFC Championship game. It's a big game. (laughs) You win this one and you play in the Super Bowl. (laughs) It's it's a big game. Big game for pretty much everybody. Not a freebie for anyone. It's it's, it's big. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just quickly as I move on, you, uh, I haven't talked to him. I mean, he's not going to tell me anything, and I'm sure he's a complete professional, but it sounds like our uh, our buddy Ben Ingram has a decent chance of getting the TV gig for the Braves um, with Chip Carey's removal to St. Louis. Or not removal. He actually chose to go to St. Louis. This development is yet another step for me in – Maybe someone trying to tell me something. Because one of the things that stops me from kind of... Having Atlanta as a very firm number two. Yes, yes. Investing a little bit emotionally into the Braves is I can't listen to Chip Carey every night. That was enough. All right, that was it. I could listen to Ben. If they put Ben in the box, suddenly you go, you know what? Well, number one, he's really good. Yeah. That's most important. Number two, he's a really good guy. He is. 
No, I think I think just that move would be enough to get me back in because I'm like, oh, I'm going to visit with Ben for three hours tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I want to hear. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm good. I'm 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 in on that. I couldn't. I couldn't watch Chip Carey broadcast. Sorry, Braves fans. And if you if if you're a Braves fan, you have to at least you have to at least begrudgingly, at a minimum, admit that I'm right. Belted. It's like the ball's center fielder took one step back. Off the bat, it looked good. I mean, you talk about being born on third base. Oh, it, guarantee. To the point that it's completely unfair to, like, Joe Buck, who is circles around Chip Carey. Like, now, here's where I'm going to get pissed off this, this season. I already had to listen to the Cardinal broadcast because we're in the... Oh, and now you got to get Cardinals and Chip Carey. I mean, now you're just, like, really, really sticking the knife in. So as much as the Braves give you a plus, now the, the the raw hell gets even. Well, I didn't hate the Cardinals TV announcers; they were okay. And now you you're going to give me carry and all the voice inflection and every game is game seven every single night. When the umpires are out to get carry you. would drive you even more insane on the radio because you wouldn't be able to pick up and see the action. It would be well, and every call was bad. Every strike against your team was bad. And then you go back and watch the replay. And you're like, no, it wasn't that bad. It's okay. That was him. He drove me. And look, I was this way when he was a Cubs broadcaster. I couldn't stand it. So. How's Brenneman? As a broadcaster? Yeah. He was fine. Okay. Then he. Well, yeah. He was pretty homery. Yeah. I'm not crazy about the super homery guys. I want the guys that inform me, like, what's going on? Hey, I, I know I talked to the manager of the Mets. It's kind of what he said. Know some people with the Mets, like the Cubs are playing the Mets. Okay, we're watching the Mets for three hours and 15 minutes. I'm cool. Tell me some Mets stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, the Mets aren't evil. Tell me what's going on. It's what we like about baseball is that, it's it's a narrative. It's yeah. night after night. So yeah, it, on one night, hey, if you want to spend two innings telling me a story, okay. See, I'm a big Lynn Casper. I'm here. Yeah, Let's I, do it. I'm a big Lynn Casper fan. And last year, I caught myself watching the White Sox some because he moved from the Cubs to the White Sox. And I just liked listening to him call a game. I mean, I'll drive down the, you drive down the road for four hours driving to somewhere. I'm, I'll plan my drive around a, a baseball game. If it's a good broadcast crew, it's fun. You know, just kind of hanging out with a couple of guys in the booth, and they're telling mm-hmm. you about a game that's unfolding, and you hear some stories, and they laugh a little bit, and, you know, they, there's stuff. It's the most difficult game. I think it's the most difficult sport to broadcast because it's 162 games. And there's it's, dead air. It's day after day, and there's good games, and there's bad games, and there's games where your team... Bottom of the seven, 12-1 Indians. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's It's going to happen. If you're broadcasting the Cubs, there's going to be 10 to 15 games that seventh inning, Cubs hold a 13-1 lead over the Reds, and there's going to be 10 to 15 games where, hey, welcome back to Wrigley. Cubs trail the uh, Guardians 12-1. Yeah. Hey, we're going to talk about whatever, right? And there's going to be games that are high drama and stuff but there's also going to be games that are it's six to one tomorrow's pitching matchup rain rain delays it's just a different sport and so i don't know i think it's 
and and in terms of relationship with the fans, I think it's the most important one for broadcast crews. Economically and whatever, though, if you if you can get the TV gig, you take it, right? I would assume. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I know nothing about their business, but that is the way it. You know, I don't know whether he's romantic about being the radio voice uh, yeah. of the Braves. Sure. Because a generation ago, that meant a lot. Two generations ago, that was as big as it got. Yeah. But now everything is such a visual medium that mm-hmm. I would think he would want to go to television. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband, nespark.com. 662-238-3159, phone service, parental controls, network security, and much more. So to get the best internet in Lafayette County, as well as parts of Union and Pontotoc counties that did not previously have internet, 662-238-3159. We're brought to you by Opa. If you're headed to town, stop by Opa uh, on the square, Oxford's newest Greek rest- restaurant. Great food, uh, superb craft libations, really neat place to hang out, lunch, dinner at Opa. Uh, don't forget, I have a mailbag up. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Uh, we'll have picks up probably Saturday. They're brought to you by Service Specialist, Staffing and Recruiting Agency. Don't forget, Service Specialist can help you and your company find quality, hard-to-find talent. Uh, service specialist helps in that regard. Keep in mind that the payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call, 662-832-5138, or check them out at servicespecialistltd.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward, chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves. One smile at a time, Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, Healthier smile, 12 months, no interest, no down payment. Financing is available at CorinthDental.com. Georgetown snapped a 29-game Big East losing streak last night with an 81-76 win over DePaul. Um, prior to Tuesday, the Hoyas' most recent regular season conference win was March 2nd, 2021. Georgetown wow. holds the record for most consecutive Big East losses. They are now 6-15 and overall, 1-9. and in league play for uh, Patrick Ewing. Got to think he's on his way out. Got a feeling that's that's about that. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, up to $9 million. Paid the Tennessee head football coach yesterday. They announced his contract. Josh Heupel. I said Jeremy Pruitt. Yes, Josh Heupel. Um, not the same guy. I was like, boy, that's news. <laughs> we buried the lead. <laughs> yes, Josh Heupel. Sorry. Um, glad no Tennessee fans are in the stream. You'd had a panic attack there. So. Yeah. Some PTSD going on, but no, uh, Josh That'd be a Heupel. Fred Sanford moment. Yeah, Josh Heupel, $9 million yesterday in uh, in that one. Okay. Actually, a mention in the thread in, in our Twitter yesterday that makes a ton of sense. He said, look at where Lane is. He's like the fifth highest paid coach on the schedule. Yeah. You go, good point. That is good if point. If you literally just lose to everybody that makes more money than you, you should go eight and four. Kirby, Nick. I mean, Ron Kelly's up there. I mean, it's Jimbo. Yeah. 
you win all the games you're just supposed to win, and you're actually at your money monetary spot in the picking order. Isn't that crazy? Nine million dollars pays for eight and four. Yeah, but it was a good point. No, I, I go more, yeah. It's hey. more than fair. Makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody said Pruitt got nine million, but it was in three McDonald's bags. Um, <laughs> has Bama hired an offensive coordinator yet? I haven't seen that. Okay. Are you rooting for Jeff Lebby? podcast content material yes. as the season goes on absolutely yeah sign me up for that as if next season needs more drama yeah a&m week auburn week alabama week just sure. tick them off tick them off tick them off tick them off it's kind of a forgotten guy here but uh amani bates last night went for 43 on 15 of 23 shooting in a uh in a game last night the eastern michigan yeah they are um Four and sixteen on the season, oh. and they lost last night. Despite his forty-three on fifteen of twenty-three shooting, they lost eighty-four seventy-nine to Toledo. Okay, like you just don't go in and knock off the Rockets. I mean, it's it's. It, Amazing. They still think he's a second-round pick, but we're talking about a guy that was the dude. Oh, out of high school, people talked about him as the number one overall pick and all that stuff. It just didn't happen. Yeah, he's number forty on the latest mock draft this morning. He was at Memphis for anybody who's forgetting who he is. Who else played in the league last night? Kentucky beat Vanderbilt. Uh, by 19 or 17. It was like 67, 50, 69, 52. I got home to finish my column like and it was on. I turned it on for a minute, but I, I, I never got into it. I I watched early when Vanderbilt had sort of kept pace. And yeah. then Kentucky went on a run and that was it. 69, 53, the final there. Kentucky now 5-3 and three in the SEC, 14-6. and six. Shibway had 15-13 and 13 last night for uh, for Kentucky. They're playing better. And then uh, also the game you mentioned, Arkansas now up to 3-5 and five after back-to-back wins. They beat LSU at home 60-40. to 40. Mm. LSU 1-7 in the SEC. They were up 38-14 at the half. Oh. LSU actually outscored them in the second half. So, But at 38-14, I think everybody in the locker room knows the score yeah. and where we're headed here. Hard um, to tell everybody in the locker room. Hey, boys, hey, just stay locked put in. Put a good half together. <laughs> let's, let's, get this, let's get this get this done. Um, that was a hell of a troll job wearing pink against LSU. Yeah. And then um, if – All that was missing was like an Our Lady of the Lake patch on the – No moss. No, no moss. <laughs> uh, so here we mentioned – kids drew jones earlier um i saw a thing about Bronny making the mcdonald's all-american game did you see two of his teammates that he's in the game with if you want to feel really old in a couple different ways it's not just lebron and his kid um peja stoakovich's kid is in the game andre stoakovich and peja um, has a kid old enough to that's unbelievable he's in the mcdonald's all-american game wow that is correct and then one of LeBron's teammates in Cleveland, uh, Dewan Wagner Jr., is in the game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Stalkovich, James, and Wagner are playing in the McDonald's All-American game this uh, this year. I'm getting old. That's depressing. Peja Stoyakovich was such a good player. He, yeah. He was great. I mean, he wasn't LeBron, but he was great. Saw a LeBron, and this is a longevity thing and a scoring a ton of points thing. I think is it was it forty. He's now scored forty points or more against every other NBA team. Probably so. I think that's right. I think I saw that stat sometime this morning. The people that tried to diminish LeBron as a player, I don't get it. He's. It's like when people tried to diminish Kobe as a player, because they just didn't like him. 
He's a he's a he's a historically elite player. I mean, he's in that you've got Jordan, and then you've got that next group, and LeBron is unquestionably in the next group. The Associated Press has announced their finalists for the NFL awards. Um, there's still three or more in every category. NFL MVP, there are five finalists. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Patrick Mahomes. It'll be Mahomes. Think so? Yep. Okay. Offensive player of the year, Hurts, Jefferson, Mahomes. Do they do the Maxwell trophy kind of thing where they give it to somebody else? They typically do, so they'll probably give that to Hurts. Yeah. Defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, Micah Parsons. Almost has to be Parsons, doesn't it? Probably. Yeah, because it's it's a regular season award. Comeback player of the year award, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith. Uh, I might give that to Barkley as a I was as, say, a, as, a, as a Giants Saqu- playoff. I he he I think that's him. Saquon. I kind of like him there. Yeah. Coach of the year, Brian Dayball, Doug Peterson, Kyle Shanahan. Dayball. Not even a thought. That's my vote. Although I would think about Peterson. Did a hell of a job. I mean. Look at where they were, and I know it's more than that, but no, he's the guy. I mean, offensive rookie of the year, Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson. It's got to be Purdy, right? Even not, I mean. I mean, his second half. Is that where you would go? I, I think so. Contemplate Kenneth Walker? Yeah, I'd think about Walker. But they defensive rookie of the year, Ahmad Gardner, Sauce, Aiden Hutchinson, Tyreek Woolen. Either Gardner or Hutchinson. Probably, probably Hutchinson. Man, he was good. And then assistant coach of the year, Ben Johnson, the Lions OC, D'Amico Ryans, the 49ers DC, Him. and Shane Steichen, the Eagles OC. D'Amico. Yeah. Who's getting a head job here? Yes. Is it Texas? Is it the Texans? Probably wherever he wants he, in, in that realm. He interviewed for two jobs. It was Houston and then somewhere else, and then he canceled the rest of them. Yeah. Which made people believe that he, He's getting he knew he had one of those two. J.J. Watt came out huge for him in Houston. If you watch the of, Niners defensively, they, they just don't make many mistakes. Yes, they, they're, they're incredibly athletic and all that stuff, but most NFL teams are, and they are so sound. And everybody who knows D'Amico Ryans absolutely raves about him and always have. They've raved about him when he was in Alabama. Joey and our stream mentioning that Gardner only gave up one touchdown the entire season. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm cool with Gardner, too. I just They're all finalists for reasons. Though. I watched the Lions a good bit. And man, Hutchinson just stuck out. He was really good. So was Gardner. I mean, they're both great players. This would I'll tease this for tomorrow. Okay, this would kind of shock me. Mel Kiper comes out with his uh, mock draft yesterday. This is the part of the year that I kind of feel sorry for Kiper mm-hmm. because we haven't had the Senior Bowl yet, we haven't had the Combine yet, we haven't had Pro Days yet, and people are still doing the his exact his owners his bosses are like, hey, do another mock, and make it interesting. Yeah, which is what he did, because that's the reason I flagged it here. Because he gives a paragraph, because I thought long and hard about a trade here, Colts, Raiders, Panthers. But if I'm Chicago general manager Ryan Poles and I can move down a few spots, add premium picks, and still get my choice of the best defensive prospects, I'd make a deal. 
It takes two teams to make a trade, however, and that's never a guarantee. For now, let's stick with the Bears keeping the pick, and he has them taking Jalen Carter, number one overall. I mean, again, this is that at the end of the day, I anticipate a trade. But if you're the Bears, these are busy days. You are really digging. Every option. You are digging into everybody. Yeah. Uh, and they get, I'm kind of teasing this, but a couple of names of note for tomorrow CJ Stroud, number two to Houston. Will Anderson, number three to the Arizona Cardinals. Bryce Young, number four to the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Stroud going ahead of both Young and Levis. Yeah. Where's he have Levis going? Five to the Seahawks. Okay. Via Denver. That was a Broncos pick. And then I'm just simply going down to see if he has Anthony Richardson in his draft as well. Nine overall Whew. to the Carolina Panthers. A lot of buzz. Can't ignore the buzz. Dude. Everybody likes to make fun of these guys. I know. Kuiper misses on some, but guys, he gets most of it fairly right. It's not like he doesn't know anybody and he's just sitting in his basement throwing names against the board. And when they all start putting Richardson in the top 10 to 12, that's probably where he's going. I'll see if any other quarterbacks are in here at all in the first round. They have Emmanuel Forbes going to Minnesota with 23. Hope he gets that. He should. Yeah. No more quarterbacks. That guy was underrated. Well, yeah, when he, he was thought locked, he was, was locked down. He was the best cover corner in the, in the in the country. So that's all. We'll get the rest of that list tomorrow. There's some other stuff on it. Some more NFL coming up. We'll talk to Jeffrey tomorrow morning, and then uh, as Neil said, a uh, a hand raised guys that most likely is pre recorded tomorrow night. Yep. Um, I spoke with Joe Healy of D1Baseball.com with a pretty extensive SEC thing. I know it's only January 25th, but we're here we are. Media days on Friday. Is it? Yeah, media days on Friday. So it's uh, it's getting here. It's right there. Um, it's When's er- the season start? February seventeenth. Okay. It's early because typically Mike does the whole starting lineup thing. Well, they haven't even been on the field, so he has no ability to do that. I kind of wish they had put. It's way earlier than it typically is. I kind of wish they had put it off. Why they move it up so much? I don't know. Okay. I. I I'm lucky I saw it because the email went to like my promotions folder. I just happened to click over looking for something else yeah. and, and saw it yesterday. But anyway, Friday for uh, for that. So that's going up tomorrow, rebelgrove.com. In the meantime, recruiting and whatever else comes your way. Ole Miss is in Stillwater on Saturday for men's basketball facing Oklahoma State, who uh, is coming off a loss to Texas last night. They are 3-5 and five in the Big 12. I think they're 12-10 and 10 overall. Okay, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's that. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.